it going, everybody? This is Chris, a.k.a. Sparta Chris, and you're listening to Know the Lore Overwatch. And guys, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. You guys got to know what I'm talking about. The announcement of Overwatch 2. If you have been on the internet or social media at all in the last, like, week or two, maybe week and a half, you know there's been a lot of chatter on the webs about Overwatch 2 leaks. There's a lot of stuff speculated, and now we know that pretty much all of it was true, but we didn't know the half of it. Oh my gosh, guys, there's so much coming. There is so much coming. So if you guys were not able to see the announcement live, uh, either being at BlizzCon or through the virtual ticket, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what has been announced. So if you don't want this spoiled for you, if you want to try to catch those videos later, uh, then I would turn this off now. And for the rest of you, we don't know a whole lot yet, to be honest, but I do know quite a few things that are very exciting, especially from a lore perspective. So Overwatch 2 is going to be, um, we'll still have the PvP, but it's going to be very heavily concentrated on PvE. So like uh, a, a campaign like story modes and, and hero modes and, and things like that. So there's going to be a lot of things similar to, um, well, very particularly similar to the archives events, especially going up against Null Sector in that uh, very particular one in uh, the King's Row map. So the actual, from from what I can see, it kind of looks like, and this may be a little bit different because they did say that there would be multiple antagonistic factions introduced in Overwatch 2. The only two we really know a lot about right now, obviously Talon, but the other big one is Null Sector. And we haven't talked about Null Sector a whole bunch except for the whole um, Uprising event. That's that Archives event I was talking about that took uh, place in King's Row. Um, and this was several years ago before Overwatch was 100% disbanded. And we had, um, that was actually Tracer's very first mission um, as a field agent. So that mission was Tracer, Reinhardt, Torbjorn, and mercy so if you haven't watched the trailer for overwatch 2 please go to youtube uh right now and look it up you can definitely find it there is actually if you if you go to my gaming channel that i've talked about before um that i'm trying to get off the ground um if you go there and there will be some um a link and stuff in the show notes here uh to spartacris gaming um you can see my reaction video to that trailer um where i i watched it live and captured my reaction to it um it's so good guys it is so good but but here's what happens. So we see that um, post the the recall video, which is one of the first cinematics that we got where um, Winston saw everything that was happening. Reaper and Talon attacked um, Gibraltar, where his headquarters uh, or his lab was trying to get the locations of all existing Overwatch agents so that Talon could take them all out. And instead, by the end of that, Winston initiated the recall initiative and that is alerting all former overwatch agents to reconvene so we didn't really know who all was going to actually react the only one that we knew for sure was tracer because tracer immediately called winston um, which is kind of like makes sense because they were like best buddies i mean she owes winston her life so makes a lot of sense right 
Um, we also know that Reinhardt got the call. He said he would come and and uh, and serve Overwatch again, even though Brigida was trying to talk him out of it because Overwatch as an organization really did him wrong um, and forced him into retirement when he was not ready to retire. And it was just a very political game at that point. But I mean, those those head honcho people that were calling the shots, they are they're not a part of it anymore. They're gone. They're long gone. So there's that. Um, we also know that McCree received the the summons, and instead of of going himself, he uh, in that cinematic called Reunion, where we were introduced to Ash for the first time, he defeated Ash, Bob, and the rest of the uh, remaining Deadlock gang, and recovered a bit of cargo from the train. And once opening that, he found Echo. So he frees Echo from whatever kind of hibernation state. Um, she was in and then he instead tells her to go and report back to Overwatch because he's got something else to do. And then we also have May. And, and this is the one I wanted to talk about the most was, um, you know, May woke up from her cryo sleep. Um, she had been asleep for a very long time. Her team was dead in um, Eco Point Antarctica, but she did intercept Winston's recall message and then made a, a very uh, harrowing attempt at um, getting a signal back to him. So where this picks up, it's with Winston and May. So I, I guess Winston has found her. Um, they are on the that like Overwatch like dropship that where in a lot of the a lot of the games like on the maps and stuff like that. Like we're thinking like Lijang Tower, stuff like that. You start in that that ship before you come out. I mean, lots of the maps you start in that ship. So so I think we're we're in something like that, Winston and May, and they're going on some kind of mission. Winston's really reminiscing looking at this photo of all the older Overwatch characters when Overwatch was in its prime, with a couple interesting points. So we've seen one before with Sojourn in it. If you guys don't remember who Sojourn is, there's been lots of hints at her throughout the entirety of this game, which might be surprising because her picture does show up in that original recall cinematic as one of those random pictures where it's like scrolling through all of those Overwatch agents. So she's hers is one of the ones that was kind of at the forefront of things like you got a really good glimpse of it. Now her character design has changed a bit since then, but I mean, the concept was there. You've got her, you've got Jack Morrison before he was soldier 76 Anna Amari, Torbjorn, Reinhardt, Tracer. I mean, Winston himself, Genji, um, noticeably absent from that is Liao. So Liao is still kind of a mystery and I'm, I'm hoping we'll figure out what's going with there, but I fear that maybe Liao is just kind of being retconned out and being replaced with Sojourn kind of as one of the founding members of Overwatch instead of uh, the name Liao because nothing ever amounted. So there is a picture that's been in the game for a very long time and we've seen it before of a lot of these same characters all together. Tracer was not a part of this yet, but it was like McCree, Mercy, Jack Morrison, Gabriel Reyes before he was Reaper, Ana Mari, Torbjorn, Sojourn was in it. And also uh, this other guy who who I would, I, I've wanted to say is Liao, 
I, I wanted to say that. I mean, it, it, the look fits the name. If we're thinking the name Liao is is Chinese, because that is typically a um, the nationality that that name would be associated with, and, and this character does look um, of Asian descent. However, that that design is also very very similar to the young Genji design. So I think that maybe that in itself is a retcon, because uh, we know that Genji was part of Overwatch. Um, especially at the same time that McCree was part of Overwatch. However, Genji was already in that cyborg kind of uh, outfit by then because he had already been supposedly killed by his brother Hanzo. In an older photo of Overwatch, he would not have looked fully human like this character does. So I'm thinking that that was just a case of his story not being 100% fully developed when that image was created. And that actually makes some sense because Genji was a later addition before the game released along with D.Va. So Liao might not really exist anymore. We, we, we don't know. I guess time will tell. But Sojourn is in. She's been there from the beginning. We just didn't really always have a name for her. We got her name when the Havana map released. She was the one uh, leading us through the mission. She is a captain um, or was a captain in Overwatch. So that is where she comes from. So she apparently is going to be recalled also. I'll get to that later. So this the ship is being piloted by Tracer. The three of them are swooping into Paris, which is under attack by Null Sector, we see an explosion. We see uh, a police officer in uniform trying to defend two citizens, one young human girl and one um, a, a adult-looking Omnic, which I'm assuming all Omnics are adult-looking, but I don't know. We don't know that. This world keeps expanding. Lots of, lots of heroics going down. Lots of heroics go down with Winston, Tracer, and May um, attempting to, to um, save them and take out as many of the Null Sector Omnics as they can when one of those giant titans comes out and just lays waste to the, the whole area. Um, May gets injured. Winston tells Tracer to get May and the civilians out of there. He's going to try to hold off Null Sector until they can get away. Tracer is like, you better get back to me and they kind of give each other that look like Winston's like, like, you know, I'm not like, I'm not going to make it like this is a, I'm I have to sacrifice myself moment because that's what heroes do. And there's this, this great scene where he sees that photo again of, of the old team and it's kind of burned up because their ship got blown up and he's seeing it. And it's, you're feeling his disappointment that nobody else came. So right when Winston is, is literally about to be gunned down, you see Genji swoop in and repel this giant blast from the big Titan and, and it slices through part of that Titan and knocks it against these buildings and Genji just dispatches all of these other no sector drones out super quick. Uh, and if that isn't enough, here comes this van shooting down the road with no sector um, Omnics all over it, trying to rip into it and then it explodes. And Reinhardt is just coming out like the juggernaut. He is slamming his hammer to the ground. And then just when you think it can't get better, the second he lands, you see another Omnic get smacked in the face with a mace as Brigida swoops in and starts taking him out left and right. And I, at that point, I'm like, oh my God. Can this get better? And freaking Echo swoops in, 
through the air, just annihilating everything. Yes, Echo, the character that McCree released, the one that we really didn't know anything about, and everyone was like, holy crap, another like Omnic kind of character that looks 100% different than anything we have ever seen. No one else has the kind of design that Echo has, but there she is, swooping through the air, just laying waste to everything, and my God, can she move. She is flying and flipping around everywhere. It was amazing. No pun there with Mace with her line. Amazing. Sorry about that. Anyway, but that's not all. Also, Mercy swoops down from the air and uh, heals May, who is injured so that she can get back in the fight. And then together, all of them in this crazy, like, I mean, I'm talking Avengers style moment just take them all out, man. They do, they do some great teamwork. They save the day, um, take out the giant Titan. They take out the rest of the null sector and they save those, those, um, civilians. But the, the, the most important part, the part that really hit the heartstrings here was after the fact that police officer says, does this mean overwatch is back? And you see all of those heroes standing together and Winston, turns around and he says, yes. Oh my God. That, that moment gave me chills. I still have chills. I feel like I want to choke up a little bit, which is stupid because it's a video game. But my God, guys, those of you that listen to this show all the time, you know how much my heart is, is in this game. Um, and with these characters. So that was such a big moment. We finally officially have an overwatch team. I mean, Overwatch has always been the name of this game, but that has been based on a team that existed a long time ago that that was corrupted and destroyed from the inside out where the the heroes uh, fell, um, were, were dishonored or killed and and all kinds of horrible things happened to them and they broke up in disgrace. And years later, when the world is crumbling around them and they're not even legally allowed to operate it's illegal for overwatch to even exist according to the petrus act and now we have a brand new overwatch team guys that is amazing it's amazing and what's interesting too is is we know this can't be we know this can't be it because there's some very noticeable absences from this lineup right there, like um, like Torbjorn, which I know some things about Torbjorn, and even though he wasn't there, yes, he is going to be part of this Overwatch team, along with, and I called this, I called this during the uh, the last episode I did where I, I did a, a fan cast, and I was saying, you know, if there was a live-action movie, you know, who would I see Overwatch recruiting? Bastion will be a part of this team. Bastion is actually living with Torbjorn now. Um, so that might seem really strange and far-fetched to, to some of you guys, but if you remember... Um, Back when I did do the the Bastion centric episode, um, there were, was a comic that came out of Bastion kind of walking off into um, you know the the forest and stuff like that. He does meet Torbjorn, um, and Torbjorn, though he is very 
historically racist against Omnix. He does befriend Bastion, and Bastion does have a new look. In fact, all of these guys, all of the characters will have an upgraded look. Now, some of them don't look extremely different. Um, Reinhardt's armor is mostly the same, but his hair and his beard are much longer. Tracer's uniform is very similar to what she's had, but it is a lot sleeker, especially, you know, the goggles and stuff like that has been replaced by this very sleek orange visor. It looks really good. And a lot of the other characters will have upgrades like that. But yes, Bastion's design is is not extremely different, but quite different. And he he is also sporting <laughs> a hat that belongs to Torbjorn, just like, you know, a little ball cap thing where um, in one of Torbjorn's skins that I think we got around one of the archives events. I don't remember if it was um, I don't remember if it was Uprising or Retribution, but we got these you know, kind of Overwatch and pre-Overwatch Torbjorn skins and where he's wearing a hat. Well, anyway, Bastion is now wearing that and that is supposed to be officially canon Torbjorn's favorite hat. So there you go. I can also tell you for sure that Sojourn is going to be a part of this Overwatch team, just like Echoes. So um, Sojourn has been officially announced as one of the new characters that is coming for Overwatch 2, but she will not be the only one. Obviously, from the trailer, Echo is most likely, um, I think, honestly, this is a 100% chance she is also going to be one of the playable characters that will be announced. But expect more, guys. They said that there are going to be several characters Several characters are going to be released with Overwatch 2. So this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of, of this whole new era of Overwatch. A, a couple other notable things. Um, so Lucio, though not officially Overwatch agent, will be working alongside of Overwatch. So um, if you guys can get to see some of the other footage and stuff like that, you will see them in a bunker uh, getting ready to uh, defend Rio de Janeiro that's under attack. Um, obviously, that is Lucio's home, so they are there with him, and he has a very uh, upgraded uh, costume as well. He looks really sleek. It looks really awesome. It looks like something Overwatch would have made for him, but he does retain his autonomy and he is not marked with the Overwatch symbols. Um, he is not an official Overwatch agent and does have several voice lines that's kind of, and he does have several voice lines that's kind of asking uh, questions about Overwatch and, and things like that, about, you know, not standing for the bureaucracy and, and things like that, that, that really tore them apart in the first place. So not official capacity, but working alongside, which is really cool. McCree has not shown up anywhere. However, there is going to be a tie-in to the end of the reunion cinematic where McCree left on that uh, motorcycle that he stole from Ash. Jeff Kaplan did point out that that we will see what McCree has been up to since uh, since that reunion there with with Ash and then with Echo. So he's off doing something, and that's something may have a pretty big impact on the game. That's just kind of the hints that they've been leaving so far. I did forget to mention too that that in the gameplay trailer, we do also see Genji reuniting with Zenyatta. So I do think that Zenyatta will also, if not join Overwatch, he will be associated with them, um, much like Lucio and, and I'm guessing D.Va as well. 
There's going to be a lot of new maps. There is a new game mode, uh, which is called Push. I know that is not like the lore kind of stuff that you guys come here for, but I thought it'd be interesting to mention since, I mean, we're all fans of Overwatch and we're all in this community together side by side. And there will be new maps for every single existing game mode that we have already. In fact, it sounds like there might be uh, multiple new maps for each of those existing game modes, whether that is um, controlling a point or pushing a payload, um, etc. So noticeably, noticeably absent is uh, information about characters like uh, Junkrat and Roadhog or like Diva or Zarya, those kind of outsiders that aren't really affiliated with any bigger group. However, I do think that D.Va is probably going to go the way of Lucio. I think she will not be an official Overwatch member, but I do think they we will see them working alongside her. It's very possible that we will see Zarya doing something similar as well. No real news right now about Talon. We do know that um, not just the, the Overwatch team, but all characters in the game will have redesigns to their their looks, their costumes, things like that. And they did say noticeably that Moira's is very cool and they're very excited for that. So this is this is my thoughts. They did say that No Sector won't be the only the only antagonist group we go up against. They and they did mention Talon as well and as well as they said they will be introducing quite a few new ones. Um, because if this is going to be a big game, you're going to need multiple things. It's going to get boring if you're only going up against Null Sector Omnix and that's it. However, the way the game's going to play is that when you do these certain missions, this is following a specific story. So you're not going to have any character you want plopped into each of these missions. You will have a selection of very specific characters to go through these missions. When we think about that, yes, we could... If, if we have some Talon hero missions, yes, we could go up against Null Sector. That would make a lot of sense. So I don't think that when we say we're going up against Talon as, say, Team Overwatch, I don't think that means we will see Reaper and Widowmaker and things like that. We're going to be going up against those kind of like crony guys like we did in um, Retribution. But I also wonder if that means that maybe there's going to be some sort of vie for power within Talon, some sort of struggle where some of the Talon-affiliated characters are going to be going up against some maybe rogue version of Talon or something similar. Like I, I could definitely see that happening. As far as, as other characters that I think could be announced, so we've got Sojourn, we've got Echo, and I'm sorry if I'm repeating things. I am just kind of doing this off the cuff. I don't have any notes. I've just watched all of these these videos. I've watched the panels. So this is just raw information that, that I'm feeding to you guys with my little spoon. Just got this tiny little Overwatch spoon. I'm, I'm airplanes coming in. Open your mouth. There it is. Uh, I guess I put it in your ear instead of your mouth. You know what? This is getting weird. I'm just going to move on. In this this gameplay trailer, we do see, uh, for a split second, we see Doomfist confronting Maximilian and saying, you've chosen your side. So I think that means Maximilian could definitely be another playable character that we'll be getting. 
I do think Maga will eventually be one of the characters we get to because we know that he was planned and that he just didn't fit the the move set that they were working with. Um, and that ended up being Sigma. So that kind of got thrown by the wayside. But he's very important to the story, especially where Baptiste is concerned. And they did that tease at the end of Havana. And to me, that seemed like a very Genji form of MAGA. We know that from the from the uh, short story that came out about Baptiste and MAGA, that MAGA was horribly injured during the course of that story. So my guess is that Omnic that Doomfist was talking about, I'm guessing that was only part Omnic and that this was basically what MAGA is now. So I do think that that's what we will see. I think he will be a uh, Talon tank. Um, aside from Sigma, I think he's going to be a different kind of one. Um, most likely a heavy arms kind of tank, sort of like Orisa. Lastly, another one I think we might be able to see is the Junker Queen. Um, now, I don't know if they will give her a different name. I think that would make sense, but Junker Queen sounds awesome. One of the reasons being is that if they want to progress a story and they want to have characters in those um, scenarios that make sense together. Like they said, you're not going to play one of these campaigns and you're not and see like Tracer and Widowmaker together because that would not make sense in this story of this world. Those two would never pair up because they're enemies, right? So if we want to have Junkrat and Roadhog and in, in their story and their campaign doing something, there's really only two places they can go. One of those is they maybe they are temporarily aligned with Talon because they're a little bit on the bad side of things. That could make some sense. They could pull some sort of job um, alongside of some Talon members. That wouldn't be too far-fetched, but something that would make a little bit more sense and would be very interesting is that we know that Wrecking Ball who is unaccounted for so far, uh, Hammond. We know he originally landed in the Australian Outback. We know that he was a uh, gladiator in Junkertown. They thought he was just an Omnic because he was inside of his ball the whole time. Um, that's where he earned the name Wrecking Ball. So if they introduced the Junker Queen, then we have four characters from that place, from Junkertown, that could potentially do a campaign. So that's just one of the reasons. I mean, she's been speculated for quite a long time to be a character. Um, whether or not she really will be, who knows? I think it would be a really interesting concept. I would want to see it a little bit more developed. And, you know, they definitely will because they always put a lot of development behind these characters and their backstories and their looks and aesthetics and all that stuff. This would make a little bit of sense. And, and that would give a way to combine some characters that otherwise I don't know how they would progress them in this PvE mode. And I'm assuming they're going to want to be able to use each character in this mode somehow. And I'm sure we will see Soldier 76 and Anamari coming back to the fold. That will be a really sweet reunion, especially I cannot wait. The 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 thing I want to see the most is Anna and her daughter Faria, aka Farah reunited because Farah has thought uh her mom dead 
this whole time. I mean, you know, if you play Overwatch right now in the PvP stuff, like the teams could be anything because the the PvP stuff does not follow or adhere to the canon of of the overall story. So there are some lines and things there shared between these characters. But in the actual story of the the world, Farrah thinks her mom is dead. Everyone thinks her mom is dead except for Jack Morrison, Soldier 76. That's going to be exciting, guys. I, I can't wait to, to see more of this. Um, we do know that for each campaign, there will be two cinematics. I'm serious. For each one, there will be an intro cinematic to each campaign, and there will be an ending cinematic to each campaign, and it will follow the progression of a story. So I'm very excited for all of this. Like I said, I can't say that enough, and I think that's pretty much wrapping it up for what I've got right now. You know, there could be more to come, but this was very, very long. And uh, I'm sure within the next several months, we will keep learning more and more. And I'm very excited to see what more comes out. So I hope you guys had a good time listening to this. I hope you're as excited as I am. Um, if you did like this episode, you know, please rate this somewhere. If, if you can go on Apple Podcasts and give us a rating there. I'd really appreciate it. Um, share this. The The biggest thing you can do, if you appreciate this show, the biggest thing you can do for me is share this show, whether it's snippets or, or sharing whole episodes or even just by word of mouth or just tweeting it or, or anything on social media, like on, on Twitter, on Instagram, um, things like that. Just getting getting the show out there definitely does a lot for me. It also helps the network that I belong to where I host a lot of other podcasts as well. Um, so all of that does a whole lot and I really appreciate everything. And I get a I get more messages from you listeners than than we do on any other show on Nerd Sloth. So I just want you guys to know that I really appreciate it. I love you all. I, I, I apologize if you have messaged me on the, the PlayStation Network. I don't have the PlayStation Network anymore, so I can't message you back. Sorry to say, especially to those of you that, that friended me on there and, and wanted to play games. I did get to play with a few of you, um, but it was a lot of requests, so I wasn't able to get everybody, and like I said, no longer on it. But you can find me on PC. Just look for Spartacris, um, S-P-A-R-T-A, C-H-R, the number one, and then S. So Spartacris, look for me on there. You can find me, add me, whatever. Contact me on social media. Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Chris. That is referencing my rerolling uh, YouTube channel. So you can check that out too. Again, if you like gaming, uh, obviously you kind of do because you're on here. You can look for Spartacris Gaming on YouTube. Again, links for everything in the show notes. Otherwise, if you go to the Nerd Sloth YouTube, you will be able to find my other two channels through there. So that's youtube.com slash Nerd Sloth. I just said a lot of things, guys. I said a lot of things. My throat is getting so hoarse, and I seriously have like six to seven hours of recording tomorrow morning because we are recording for Party in Peril tomorrow morning, which is our D&D podcast uh, where I play a character on there. My my throat's going to be shot tomorrow, guys. It's going to be shot, so I'm not going to be able to talk as my character, Shepard Black. The drow hexblade with a very poor drinking problem. 
so <laughs> check that out if you guys want. It's a lot of fun. I edit that show, um, and and it's half D and D campaign, half audio drama. Honestly, there's a lot that goes into it. So I say all these things just because I want you to know how much I appreciate you guys and and everything you do for me, and and how that reflects on all the other things that I do aside from this show. So. Anyway, um, more to come, guys, more to come. Very exciting times. This show, uh, though, it's not super consistent because we don't get consistent lore. Once Overwatch 2 drops, expect things to be very consistent. So thank you all again. I can't wait for the next episode uh, for more lore. And uh, yeah, I'll see you all next time. Chris here. If you enjoy the show, please rate, like, subscribe, comment, or share, as every little bit you do helps the show. Know the Lore is recorded and produced by NerdSloth. More episodes can be found at NerdSloth.com along with our other awesomely nerdy shows. Search for NerdSloth on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Music heard during the show is the Overwatch Victory theme remixed by DJ Efficsha. Go to Efficsha.com to hear more. Presented by NerdSloth, a place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdsloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, catch us on YouTube and Twitch or visit us at nerdsloth.com.